Luke Oldham in the studio. I talked way too loud. My levels weren't right. Sorry, everybody. Luke here in the studio. Luke, you are the proprietor of beer outside. Is that is that correct? Or is it purveyor? Proprietor. Uh, co-owner? More co-founder? Is that what? I don't know. But sure, you're in yes. the capacity here as this is what you do. Yes. You, you run beer outside with Tyler. Yes. I, we're going to talk about your experience, and let's just say up front that you're probably going to say I a lot, and it's not that you're saying that Tyler doesn't do anything. We're not going to write him off, but we're talking about your experience. So you don't have to say we, and you don't have to keep coming back and being like, no, no, no Tyler helped too. We're just going to assume that. There's our disclaimer and go on from there. Fair? Sounds good. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Um, so when did the idea for well, – first of all, just quickly, what is Beer Outside? Beer Outside is uh, kind of like a beer catering company, if you will. That's what I'm technically licensed myself as so I can get over the legal hurdles. I don't know if I should say that, but um, we're a beer garden on wheels, to say the least. We have a 20-foot, 20-tap beer trailer that we take around and set up and pour beer in we're out of capacity, however, wherever we are doing our event that day. Um, we've taken it as far away as Columbia, and we've gone as close as Tower Grove Park. And thank you, Maya. Um, Maya's on the podcast, too. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it's just beer on wheels. Is there any uh, like i've seen beer trailers before at different events and stuff like that like budweiser has beer trailers which you can get like three of their beers on um but because yes. you're not sponsored by any particular brewery you guys have a selection i assume are there certain breweries that you like more than others um or do you sort of just keep a rotating supply of good st louis based beers we, other people's beers we try to do all st louis kind of try to keep it rotating try to get at least uh like most of them in to uh on tap but uh yeah there is a few out there that i do like more than others but not to say i, I don't like the other beer it's just i'm friends with them so they uh i usually hang out with them more often than anywhere else and so i just put their beer on because i like it and like hanging out with them they might give you a little little discount teeny tiny not really oh, um well that's no i fun. just buy it through their distributor so the distributor is what uh they, they they don't give me any sort of discounts but uh they do give me free beer sometimes though but uh, it's just mostly just here have a case of cans to take home and drink so so not really for you to sell to your customers just for being friends with people who make beer yes and you used to make beer yes and you probably still do i still do where, but you've worked at some of the St. Louis breweries? I've worked at a few. I worked at Schlafly, Kirkwood Station, Buffalo when they were still around, Second Shift, uh, Six Mile Bridge, O'Fallon, Missouri Beer Company. So a That's few. Yeah, a You've few. got some experience. Why, yeah. why beer? When you turned 21 and tried beer for the first time, what made you, what made you say, I let's let's see what this what this let's see how deep the rabbit hole goes that makes me feel so nice that uh you said when i was 21 yeah my first yeah, beer. obviously yeah my first beer it was great uh it's a happy birthday yeah celebration it's my first 
dear. Yeah. Uh, it started long before that. Um, but the story that actually let it out was uh, I was visiting some friends of mine down in Springfield and they had a kegerator in there that like where they were fermenting beer that they like their homebrew in their kitchen and it was temperature controlled and all that and I was like that's kind of cool what is that and they said oh we we homebrewed some beer me being the ripe impressionable age of 19 realized yeah i can't buy beer itself but i can buy the equipment and the ingredients to make beer not that i'm soliciting listeners of this to do anything illegal but is there no ingredient that like that's the one that you have to be 21 like there's no regulation you can be any age and brew beer yeah like you can buy all the ingredients you can can buy buy all the the ingredients because the ingredients are by themselves are what all of us the food is made out of the stuff that uh, you make bread wheat grain and other i I guess that makes sense i'd never thought about it like that but yeah it's all something that goes into food and you just combine it all and do the right process and beer comes out the other end and at, and at some point the law is broken and it's but thanks to science technically not because it's illegal to sell beer to a minor and illegal for a minor to buy beer but it's not illegal for a minor to make their own beer and drink it themselves <laughs> really that's fascinating so as far as i know <laughs> so that's that's how you got started but you actually started by making beer and then yeah. getting into what creates the taste and the different finishes and yes and off you went off i went and it i think it's kind of cool from that there. what's that it was a downhill from there right well i think it's interesting knowing you for as long as as i have uh which it's been like 10 years or so something like that um we yeah. were both out of college uh or you were almost out of college i guess i was just going back to college yeah well whatever the yeah. circumstances were like we hung out and hung out like it was a social thing and so i think it's cool that like i've seen other people brew and they get very into like the intricacies of it and and trying to create complexity in these recipes and it seems like with beer outside and with your uh your take on beer in the beer industry you've really dialed up the social element of it like that's what it seems like you focused in on is helping people have a good time and relax and enjoy i mean i love the name I hated the name at first when you're like, we're going to call it beer outside. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But it's so exactly what you do. And it's so easy to describe. Like it is a a killer simplistic name. But that's what you've done is you've created this place for people to enjoy the outdoors, to be at parks and whatever, and have good beer and have a cool experience all thanks to you. Yeah. So what I wanted to talk about, what I was saying a few minutes ago, like as I talk to different creators and creatives and people who are photographers, videographers, or podcasters or whatever, they want to make something. A lot of time, the obstacle that they have to get over first is themselves, and then there's no other obstacles. Like if you want to be a YouTuber, you get a camera, you go film something, you edit it, you post it. There's no one else between you and having videos posted. But you with beer outside decided to tackle an industry with no shortage of red tape and regulation and permitting 
So tell me a bit about that. Like when, when you first started with the idea and you're like, hey, I want to build this trailer. What was the first thing that was like, well, this is going to be hard? Uh, going to City Hall and figuring out the licensing process um, for one, business license and two, liquor license on top of the business license. All that, trying to figure out how we were going to do it, um, where we were going to do it. And what it was going to look like and be able to present that in a fashion that they would actually get behind and say, yeah, okay, that sounds okay. That never actually happened. Um, it, yeah, it, they, they sat there, listened to me, and they had no idea. They were, uh, no. Uh, it was just no, 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 no. So was was this process you approaching them? Was this before you built the trailer? Like, this was is this when uh, you just had the concept, or you had already. This built is the when trailer? I was like looking for a trailer to build, and uh, we had. Um, so it was just the idea at this point, mostly. It was still you the were trying idea. to be yeah. responsible and do your due diligence ahead of time. Try to figure out how we were going to be able to work the trailer and have it in license, like be a licensed as well, um, using the licensing uh requirements as the basis for what we needed to build the trailer and how to build it so you Um, got all negative feedback round one yeah Uh, and then we thought well maybe if we just like showed it to them they would actually have a much visual much better visual aid as opposed to this concept that they never heard of never seen never nobody's ever tried to actually do before um and then having to like they 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 didn't have anything to compare it to at the time so if i built something and then showed it to them maybe be able to work something out and be like oh okay well yeah let's uh let's see if we can do something with that 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 didn't work either um (laughs) (laughs) did you like show them like illustrations or something i showed them pictures of the actual trailer itself and how and then illustrations of how we were going to do the layout and how we were going to comply with all the the rules and regulations that they had and they still basically just said no uh, because they didn't like it and it didn't have anything to compare it to and and it had wheels (laughs) okay well now that we're in the future and we know at some point something worked out, I'm interested to find out at what point something flipped for them. But so did you start then constructing the trailer with no I, permitting I did, or permission no permitting or nothing like so you had no uh, condonement from the city to say, yeah, you're going to be able to use this thing. But you went ahead and built it anyway. Yep. And uh, like I, I had in my mind. I used all the rules and everything. I was like, yeah, this is how we're going to get around this thing, this, this, that, and the other. And uh, did it all and, and got it. Uh, we were about to actually going to uh, – we were working on the actual, like, the main location and uh, trying to do something there. And they just – they wouldn't give us the permits for that. And I was like, okay, well – looks like we're just going to have to go find something else. And so that's when we started looking at other municipalities uh, outside of the city of St. Louis and other municipalities said like had a bunch of different regulations and trying to work on those, it was going to cost us too much. And then finally we found something that worked out for us and the city that was willing to work with us on 
the limited resources that we had, and now we're located in Wentzville. Okay. So Wentzville's like, been very good to us. Uh, like the Libya of Missouri. If you need to register something that's <laughs> tough to register, just do it in Wentzville? Yeah. Okay. So, so for get, us, it worked. <laughs> so you get registered in Wentzville, and then you start construction? No, I, uh, I we had already had construction, already rented out the vehicle to be used by somebody else for one of their events. So you already had a customer before you built it? Before I, I before I had licensing, yeah. Okay. okay. So like tell a, me a little bit about building it because that seems like another obstacle where I'm just going to guess from experience with building things that it didn't all go smoothly oh no. as planned straight out of the gate. Well, you know from my history, make, build, create. Um, yeah, things... I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants and mm-hmm. hey, sometimes it works out. If I plan something and actually try to draw something up, it works out a little bit better. But not always. Uh, this one, uh, we had a basic idea. Me and Tyler had this basic idea of what we wanted and how we were going to do it. And we, we had agreed, yeah, okay, let's do it that way. That's how it's going to work. And then getting into it, diving into it, starting to deconstruct this trailer and then put, rebuild everything into it. Yeah, challenges started arising. We're like, oh, okay, um, that's interesting. How are we going to get around this? And we would always figure it out. We kind of just used it and basically put our heads together and said, okay, that's how we're going to do this. That's going to work here. This is going to work there done are there so so you built this trailer that has 20 taps and it keeps beer cold and services or it provides all the services that you need to run a beer garden yep are there trailers that existed like for maybe an unfathomable amount of money but like are there places that like made something that you're imagining already that you could have bought one of those if you wanted yes was it – I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like because you built it yourself and I'm sure hopefully saved some money by doing that uh, and it wasn't more expensive to figure it all out yourself. Um, but does that like give you a different like sense of ownership in it and that like when you step in the trailer, you know that it's something that you've put together from start to finish. And if something breaks, you can fix it. And like tell me a little bit about that. Like you created something from nothing. But what's what's that like to then take that around and have that be the backbone of your business? It's uh, it really gives us kind of like a big pride in like the business like that we built the whole thing from almost literally the ground up and being able to show off to friends that come down like never seen it like whoa what is this like this is what we built this is how we did it and they're like they they kind of sit there speechless and and they're like this is the coolest thing ever. Uh, I love it. And we bring them in and like show it to them, show how we de- designed it, show them how we built it and how we like got around different little obstacles inside. And, and everybody just sits there wide eyed and like, Whoa, they, they, wow. They, they, they actually did it. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember you and I at Manchester public house, like we had, you had asked to talk to me because I, 
for anyone listening who doesn't know, I used to work for CNN and I took a trailer, an Airstream trailer full of computers and satellites and bounced that thing across the country. And so I, I did event marketing um, and I knew some of the, the struggles and what to look for. And I, I managed this tour for a year and a half. And I remember going through your idea and I was just asking question and question. And I remember at the end of it, like my advice to you was like, don't do this. <laughs> like, this isn't going to work. You're not going to be able to do this. And then fast forward like 14 months later or something like that. It was the following summer. I'm there filming your beer trailer. And so like I'm a, exactly the same people you were describing of like I had heard you describe this and like, yeah, that's improbable. And then sure enough, I'm drinking beer out of your beer trailer in Tower Grove Park, just like you said I would. And, and it, it was cool to see that. But so you build the trailer, you get the permit in Wentzville, then what? Because now you're in Tower Grove Park. Now, right? like, now we like through the license that we have, we can go all over the state and do things. And Tower Grove was the first park to uh, – we, we just approached them said, hey, we, this is what we want to do. And they – listened for five minutes said okay when you want to do this this sounds great what do we need what do we need to do and nice they, is tower grove tower grove park's like a private park is that true it's, it's a it's yeah it's, it's not it's, like city of st louis parks it, it is part of city of st louis parks but it's privately managed okay. uh, it's like it's got its own foundation within tower grove park that's uh like manages the whole park they use a little bit of resources from city of st louis i think but i'm not so have, too- have you done stuff at other like have you done stuff at forest park uh, I have not done anything okay. at Forest Park. Tower Grove is the only park that we've actually successfully done a full event in so far. But uh, throughout the winter, talking to other parks and finding out what's required and what Tower Grove did and using them as a basis, like, yeah, we worked it all out and it works great. Other parks are like, that's that's pretty cool. Let's Let's do something like that. And so we're getting much more being able to show like what we've done and then you know use tower grove as an example hey we did it there and they like they came out ahead we came out ahead and it was uh just a all-around fun time um they the other parks are just like okay that's that's cool uh let's let's start something happen let's let's get this let's get this going so does um so to to summarize real quick before my next question, you started with the idea and had no problems at all getting permits. Then you decided to build the trailer, had no problem at all building the trailer, and then decided to start taking around and doing the initial events. No problems there whatsoever. Everything's been smooth sailing. Then you get to this next chapter of customers and marketing, and you're taking something that people have never seen before, and you're showing up in Tower Grove Park, which is... A, a great location for anyone who doesn't know Tower Grove Park. It's like right in the center of the city. There's a bunch of events that happen there. But on a given day, it's not like there's just hundreds of people foot traffic. It's not like Central Park in New York. Like if people are there, it's because they went there to find something most of the time. So that next obstacle, how did you market it? How did you get your first crowds to to start selling beer to actually make a, a make money at one of these events? Uh we kind of started with some social media marketing um, and had a decent uh, return on that. I mean, seeing, like, a little bit of 
work like happening and uh but uh it, it was tough at first um but we had a some friends uh that uh, ran the st louis brewers guild which kind of represents most of the brewers and breweries in st louis and the uh the director of that uh, like posted it out via his thing and then uh so that got us a whole bunch more hits and the first time and then also just having friends and say hey we're gonna be doing this in the park come on out and have a beer uh first beers on me and then getting them out there people saw it they loved it and they're they're all excited when when's the next one's gonna happen when are we gonna do this again how are we gonna do this um keep me updated send me uh, send me an email stuff like that and from there, we, we, we still haven't uh, hit 500 followers on Facebook, but I'm getting close. Okay. But, counting uh, it down. Counting it down. <laughs> Have you messed with any advertising or anything like that, or has everything been organic so far? Everything's been organic. We've, uh, we've been featured in a couple different uh, – like Sauce Magazine has kind of given us a blurb here and there on some of their different things. Uh, St. Louis Magazine actually did an article on us because uh, she was the the uh, writer was at an event and saw it and was like hey i want to do something about this and she uh she wrote an article and that was great um and then a couple other play, uh, friends and stuff said hey i'm doing a little something about this you came out and said hey could we uh do a video i was like yeah <laughs> so that video turned out awesome that got us i put that out there people were like that's pretty cool and yeah, like, people start to see it and understand it a little bit. And they they start putting it out there through their um, circles and soon enough we're just getting more and more people showing up, more people uh, asking questions. Hey, well, you want this at our event. We want this to come down into our park and uh, try to do something near us. Uh, so we're that's, that just gets us out there more and more and people are, people are starting to see it. And Yeah, but it's all been organic. I haven't paid a dime for advertising yet well, it's one of those ideas where when people hear about it it just sort of catches on like there's nothing to dislike about what you're doing and you have is it fair to say you don't have any knock on wood any real competition like there's not another trailer that you're competing against for the most part like not you guys are pioneers really. there's uh there, there was one trailer kind of before us uh but uh i don't think they had their licensing and we waited till we have our had our licensing to start going and I, I think today we're still the only one that does it exactly like we do it. Um, so, yeah, we're still one of the first people out there to do something the way that we're doing it. So I'm happy. I've got two last questions for you. Uh, and the first one, there's there's not a nice way to ask this question, but I think it's an important one. Uh it's is it fair to say that you have an unconventional look <laughs> is am i being unreasonable no when I, when i when i refer to you uh to other people i say like oh it's luke you'll see him he's a lion of a man you have a large red beard and long red hair uh and you're you're a character to an extent, and you know this about yourself. And the reason that that I want to bring this up is, I feel like some people look at other people's success and they say, "Well, I can't do it because I'm not 
smooth or slick. I'm not polished. I'm not a natural salesman. I don't have like I'm like people who want to be YouTube stars. I'm this like, well, I'm not in shape. I'm not like you can come up with all these reasons and say like, well, I'm not special because I don't look the way that the other people who are successful look. And you didn't seem to be hindered by any of that. Is it? No. You just powered right on through, and it, it it seems like you didn't take any time to come up with reasons not to do this. Is that fair? Yeah, I kind of just said, okay, there's the there's the con list. Um, threw it out the window and just kept on going. Cons are always popping up on the list, but uh, I, a lot of times I really don't care. So. Well, keeping that in mind and everything else we just talked about, my last question is whether somebody was trying to start a food truck or a beer trailer or a YouTube channel or an Instagram account to be a photographer or something like that, what advice would you give to somebody who's just – it's just an idea at this point and they've, they've got a full-time job. They've got responsibility. They've got hobbies and everything already. What do you tell to somebody – who, who has this idea that they can't stop thinking about? Uh, if I, I, I really don't know. I mean, try to keep going, but uh, definitely keep your nine to five because uh, once you start uh, putting all the money into uh, what you're doing and you don't really have the source of money coming in a whole lot yet, uh, things get tough pretty quick. But definitely keep going i mean screw the uh the the man saying no and move forward and keep going use your free time use your weekends you yeah free time weekends and uh don't ever put off uh any ideas that happen to you to come to you when you're drunk because those tend to be the best ones <laughs> And it's just about making them happen responsibly once you've sobered yeah, up. Yeah, this whole idea it's happened when we were drinking in the backyard and we threw out the idea and said, yeah, that sounds awesome. How are we going to do that? And we started brainstorming and then being inebriated, we were also our biggest critics. So that also helped out. Being able to say, okay, that's never going to work because you're never going to be able to do this, never going to be able to do that. Well, this is how we're going to do that. And so being able to move past all that, we we did. And now we're here, and let's just say we haven't stopped drinking, but we, st- we still, still do that. And we you, still come up with a lot of good ideas when we're drinking. You made it a part of your job. Oh yeah. You made you made one of your favorite hobbies your full-time job. Yes. That's pretty cool. Well, dude, thanks for taking the time to hang out and and talk a little bit. And if somebody wants to to find you, where do they go? Uh they can find us on Facebook at Beer Outside or Twitter at Beer Outside, Instagram at Beer Outside or on web at beeroutside.com. Awesome. Thanks, dude. Cheers. Peace.